is episode 21. I'm joined by AJ Wentland. I managed to get a chance to speak to him uh, during the COVID um, outbreak uh, when he just signed uh, to Swarco. And my God, this man's an absolute animal. And this guy needs to be in the CFL, needs to be in the considered back in the NFL. But he's just an absolute. He's got his the way he looks at the sport and how he looks after himself is key by what you hear in this conversation here. That it shows that there are levels in this sport as as you come up and down, as you come into it, and the exposure that is happening in Europe that is so key to helping the growth of the sport. That. From you know, born in Rockford, Illinois, a city of mm-hmm. you know, 150,000. It's near Chicago, like I said, and mm-hmm. uh, started playing ball um, when I was really young, uh, six or seven. I started playing flag football. I did yep. that for a couple years, mm-hmm. um, and then I got to I think I was nine or ten when I started playing tackle football. Yep. Um, and, you know, that was just for a youth program in Rockford against mm-hmm. other youth programs. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good time after that. Um, I got into high school and continued my football journey there. I, I also played other sports. I played baseball, and I also wrestled. Interesting. Um, so I think that it, was, that it was good to be a well-rounded athlete. Um, yeah. And kind of stay busy throughout mm-hmm. the year. Um, That's interesting. And, Coming out of high school, I had scholarships for baseball and for football. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I was a little bit more interested in playing college football, and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have any big, you know, D one offers or anything like that. But I still took full advantage of having a, a Division two yeah. scholarship yep. and went That's to cool. McKenna University, which is in St. Louis um, mm-hmm. or in the St. Louis area, um, and I played there for four seasons and started as a sophomore and. Ended up being a two-time All-American, and mm. from there I had a, a a small stint with the NFL. I had some, uh, like I had a pro day at Northwestern University in March of yeah. 2017, and then I I was invited to the local camp for the Chicago Bears. I did well yeah. there, and then I was invited back to the rookie camp in May of 2017. But then I unfortunately wasn't brought back for OTAs. So it was like a three-day camp with the rookies, which was really cool because I grew up being a Chicago Bears fan as well. So yeah. it was really cool just to be there and um, have that opportunity. I understand, yeah. Um, after, after it didn't work out, I had um, a lot of teams in Germany reaching yeah. out to me, and that was my first time kind of realizing that there was ball, you know, outside of North America, Canada, things yeah. like that. Yeah. So I took full advantage of that and ended up playing in Dresden, Germany yeah. for two seasons. And then obviously with COVID, the third season was cut yeah. or it was canceled. And then I went to Finland and I played a season there. I played with Cadell King. He's yeah. also from the UK. Not, yeah. Also, Alex Haldane. Yeah. yeah. He played in, in Dresden. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. now I'm in Innsbruck. With the unicorns, if I'm correct. Uh, no, it's the uh, Swarco yeah. Raiders, Raiders, actually. Oh, I, get the, I get it mixed up. Sorry. Ah, okay. No, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So the reason I'm sort of asking 
the reason for this podcast is um, it's a bit of an English saying. It's different horses for different courses. So obviously, if you look at it in a football world, everyone comes into the sport for a different journey and direction and so forth. And what's really interesting right. from, to get from your perspective is had you come to Europe before you had the opportunity to play football? Um, no, actually, I, I never had been yeah. outside of the so country this... before. Um, yeah. I had the opportunity yeah. to go to Germany and it was, it was yeah. amazing for me to use that, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. to kind of see the world. And that's why mm-hmm. I've been so grateful about it. And, um, it's really, really cool that yeah. the game has grown in Europe and definitely in, in England, I've seen a lot of players come out and yeah. a lot of talented guys that I've played with. Glenn, Glenn Tuga, yeah. Alex Haldane, Kedel King. Um, there's a lot of yeah. talent that comes out of the UK. I think that it's really, really interesting to, to see all these players throughout Europe who are able to play at a high level, not only in the European leagues, whether they want to play in Germany mm-hmm. or elsewhere or, you know, stay in the UK or whatever they choose to do. There's also guys yep. who are getting into the NFL pathway program and the, mm-hmm. the global CFL combines, which I just think is yeah. – it's really cool. Yeah. It's an nice. eye-opener it's for me. very interesting. So can I ask um, just a, a question? What was it you studied at uh, college? What was your major? Um, I was oh, an okay. exercise science yeah. major. Um, so basically yeah. kinesiology, um, just a way to get into, yeah. you know, strength coaching yeah. Yeah. Um, or coaching football. So that's, oh. that's what I kind of want to mm-hmm. get into once I'm done playing is um, either coaching yep. strength and conditioning or, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, just coaching no, it's football. I'm, I'm just interested just to ask because uh, sometimes with different what uh, degree people take, it has an effect on how they play the sport and so forth. Like uh, if, if, if you right. – I think the reason it is is that we have in the UK, we analyse everyone so much to a devil that is different in America that we see different things they pick up from other sports a bit differently, if that makes sense. So I'm just right. asking like where you saw background into American football and how you got into it and so forth, because you, you, if you've never come to Europe and obviously you've seen the stage it is now, I'd hate to see your opinion of it 10 years ago. If you'd have come and saw like what levels in the UK's like, and it's been across the um, Europe, if that makes sense. So, Right, you know, right, so yeah, definitely. Sort of a, a big sort of questions I've got for you is what is it that is there something that you have seen across all levels, Div 2, NFL, Europe? There is a culture thing that is you, you've seen everywhere, if that makes sense. Is there something like there's a uh, you've been able to it's followed you the entire way, if that makes sense? Um, I think. It's just mm-hmm. from from when I first came here, I've noticed mm-hmm. the game has grown already just from what I've seen. And that's just in Germany and just seeing the different players coming from sure, yeah. all over um, the na- or yeah. all over the continent of I Europe, understand. you know, and, um, you know, being able to go to, to Finland has also been able to open my eyes as well, because then I, you know, everywhere you play, you continue yeah. to meet more guys and, you know, you realize, oh, wow, there's. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's there's this league as well that also yeah. has you know tremendous players and guys from mm-hmm. Spain, guys from the UK, guys from yeah. obviously Finland and Germany, and it's really really interesting to to see 
all the guys who are very passionate about it because that's that's another thing is you know in the U.S. when guys you know say they don't make it to the NFL a lot of guys are just done playing whereas when you're in Europe a lot of guys yeah. do it because they love the game they love to compete and I that's that's something that I really enjoy about playing over mm-hmm. here as an American is it just continues yeah. to motivate me because a lot of these guys never had the opportunity to you know play yeah. at a, a high school program or even you know yeah. or or a college program but they still push mm-hmm. to be the best that they can with their sport and um it's it's really really cool and as an american i just try to bring the knowledge that yeah. i've learned from my coaches back back home and um you know the things that i know from growing up and you know bring yeah. that to the my teammates and guys that i play against and things like that but it's like i said from when I got here in 2018, I definitely have already yeah. noticed some growth. So like you had said, I, I can believe that it's really, really grown yeah. in the past 10 years. And I, I think that in the future, it's yeah. going to just continue to grow and continue to yeah. reach out to more more people. And I'm excited to uh, to see how that looks. And if I can get my foot in the door with coaching in Europe, I think that that would be cool. Um, something that I would love to be able to do to kind of help continue mm-hmm. grow the to grow the game yeah. on the uh, you know the international stage. So, is there sort of when you get when you've been in the sort of the circumstances you've been in in the European teams? Do you all do you almost do you get put in a leadership role, or does it do you just kind of does it naturally come out of you? Uh, like, if that makes sense, because obviously, if you're an American born uh, coming to Europe to play American football and the circumstances and the teams you go to, do you get does it get put on you right. like the like a leadership in terms of obviously if you know if you yeah i think i think that most of the time it's a, it's expected to be a leader yeah. when they you know when a team brings in an american it is mm-hmm. it is somewhat expected but then at the same time there are guys who don't prefer that role mm-hmm. um you know and they they end up being more of a, a role player but so there is somewhat of an expectation but then it just comes from your yeah. character as well. So if you're a guy like myself, I, I feel like a lot of times I have naturally kind yeah. of gotten into that role a little, a little bit to where, you know, mm-hmm. guys tend to follow me and um, tend to, you know, kind of look at the things that I do off the field and on the field yeah. and try to imitate that. Um, so I think it kind of depends on your character mm-hmm. and, and what you're used to. I've, I, for example, am, am used to kind yeah. of stepping into that role a little mm-hmm. bit. It's not expected on my side, but sometimes from when I've came in, especially when I went to Finland, they were looking for that. And, um, you know, that, that can be, that can be hard sometimes, but most of the time I I think Mm -hmm. just being yourself and, and doing what you do on the field and, um, you know, the way you treat people being kind to your teammates and, um, you know, being a a team guy is, is all you can do. And, um, I think that, you know, Mm -hmm. just, just doing the right thing, the guys kind of latch on and, Buy into no, that. I understand. So, do you think is it is it been very different? All of the culture changes from obviously Germany to Finland to now Austria, or is it sort of not? Is there sort of is it been sort of not because all of the teams you're a part of are so well run? Is it is it almost feel like just at a different team each time? Is it, how has it been like adjustment wise to you? I I think. Everywhere has a little bit of a difference yeah. with the culture, obviously. But, um, and I think the biggest step was when I first sure. moved to Germany. That was the biggest yeah. culture shock, you could say. 
But once I was there for a few months, I realized that it's not like a completely different world. It's, you know, there's some differences. Obviously, the language is a, is a big one um, wherever you go. But mostly everyone is good with speaking English, mm -hmm. which helps me. Um, but if you, you know, if you're an American and you're going to play abroad, the biggest thing is just to keep your, yeah, uh, an open mind and to try to learn the mm -hmm. language wherever you're at. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that always helps. And then, um, yeah, like I said, the most important thing is just keeping an open mind and going to different places. Obviously, like I had said before, there is a little bit of a mm -hmm. cultural difference. But for the most part, everyone is, is you know, yeah. has been awesome, been really friendly. And it's mm -hmm. it's just really been amazing to be able to see, you know, different countries, uh, different landscapes, sure. uh, try to speak, you know, some different languages and just play with mm -hmm. different teammates that, um, yeah. you know, it just really helps you grow as a person. So I, I, I really recommend anyone who is able to um, play as an, uh, an import mm -hmm. player or play abroad. I, I definitely think that it's something that you should. Yeah, you should go for. So. Is a is a random question I'm going to ask. It, it's so obviously you're like you've been playing football since you were seven, and you look after your body in the perfect way possible. Do you ever get that message from your head coach, like we need you to go in and play running back for a one yard, just get it over the line? Do you ever get put in those sort of situations at all? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there there's times where you know the coaches may ask you to do something that you're not really i guess you could say used to but it's something that you have yep. to do for the team and um most of the time i i'd, I'd say that you know mm -hmm. you'd be willing to do yeah, whatever yeah, you need yeah, to do yeah. to help the team win um and obviously the 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 part where you know taking care of yourself especially in europe it's a lot of the time you're you're on your own mm -hmm. with taking care of your body you know so making sure you're in the gym every day making sure you're getting enough sleep yeah. and um you know eating healthy are very important things and, you know, just doing things like stretching and rolling out and yeah, all those things go a long way. So most clubs in Europe, you're, you're on your own with taking care of yourself yeah. off the field. Um, there are a few clubs, if you're lucky enough, they have strength and conditioning coaches and, and some of their coaches might be knowledgeable themselves, yeah. you know, to help you do what you can to take care of your body. No, I understand. Hello. You may need to tap your phone. It's just gone quiet. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Sometimes that happens on this server. Yeah. No, I heard all of that. That's not, it's really interesting to see your, um, your perspective. So do you think with uh, football at the moment, do you see are – you, are you with the European League, do you think that we could see something like NFL Europe start back up again? Because obviously you've seen more than one country and you've seen the level of playing. Do you think you, we could possibly see this idea come back again? I, I do think that there is definitely a, a big potential for something mm -hmm. like that to come up. Because like I said, every country that I've been in, Germany, Finland, mm -hmm. and now Austria, I've seen really talented players and yeah. a lot of potential. Um, so yeah. if they could somehow bring all that together and yeah. form a league, like you're saying, NFL Europe, it's definitely possible um, yeah. if, if, if they put in more resources with the new league that's coming up that I've, you know, that I think everyone's been hearing of the yeah. European football league. Yeah. Um, I think everyone is keeping, keeping an eye on it and, you know, staying optimistic and seeing how it all plays out. Yeah. Obviously the first year may not be, you know, something yeah, that's comparable to NFL stuff. Europe, yeah, but it's yeah. something that will, 
will take some time to grow. But I, I really love what they're trying to do. And I think that, you know, there's a ton of potential for that to continue to grow. Um, but I think that they're, they're planting the seed there and that's really mm-hmm. all you need. Um, and yeah. if it continues to go well, it could potentially be something that could compete with, you know, how the NFL Europe was yeah. back in the day. No, I understand. So with his, an, another question, do you think with sort of your background in where you're from it has played a part in sort of your body type in sort of how uh, in in where you're from in Rockford is are many people like built like you are or is it just you, you or is it just self-made sort of gym training and so forth um I, I I guess you could say it's a little bit of both yeah um in Rockford there's there's a few guys who are in the NFL who are you know bigger bodies or of athletic course, of course yeah um and then the same thing you know I went to a Midwest college as well and a couple of the guys that I played with at a division two are in the NFL yeah um so it's you know a lot of times genetics you know play a huge role mm-hmm. with that um but also you know the hard work that goes of into course, it is, yeah. is something as well because obviously you could have the genetics be and have as much talent in the world but that will only you know take you so far so yeah. obviously you have to put in the work as well mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I guess you could say it's a it's a little bit of both no, yes. And, um, no. you know, being being from the U.S., it makes it a little bit easier, you know, obviously, because everyone is playing ball, um, yeah. you know, from from a young age yeah. um, onward. And then it's just, you know, it's those guys who really love it, who really want to stick with it and really push. And, um, you know, so yeah. being from from America, you know, you you have a good program starting out from when you're in high school, you know, that mm-hmm. that teaches you how to train correctly yeah. for the game and teaches you how to. Um, you know, work on the, you know, yeah, your football IQ as yeah. well to, you know, to, to gain knowledge of the game. So, mm-hmm. like I said, in America, you're kind of, you know, in the right place to really flourish in the game. Whereas in Europe, a lot of times it's kind of on your own, yeah, unfortunately, unless you find a good club from, from an early age. Mm-hmm. No, it, it just these are all just sort of questions I just wanted to ask yourself because it's, it's a perspective because you've built your body from the ground up as a professional and you play the game in a professional way but it's we get in UK in so just a bit of touch and background is that we get people in the UK we most of the time if you don't have a youth club available you start at university at 17 18 and we've got to truck all the stimulus of football at someone and it's obviously like with with yourself it's I'm just trying to see like is there stuff that I can correlate that is is there things that you can get away with or things that you can't and all I can hear of AJ is uh, I can't I, I'd like to shake your hand because you've got an incredible resume and it's all self-made and I just like I just really it's absolutely incredible um just writing well, thank you no thank I, you. I, I'm saying this because I've been writing notes the whole time I'm talking so it's just it's very interesting to get your take on American football because you've always taken it with a professional approach and you can see that the professionalism is coming, but it's not round the corner. It's a little bit in the distance. And it's just sort of asking your opinion of what could we do to bring that a little bit closer, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that the, that the, one of the most important things with Europe is, you know, that the coaching goes a long way, yeah. you know, for me personally, I mean, the things that, that helped me grow as a player um, the most was, you know, my coaches from 
being in high school, I had a coach named Coach Infazino, and he taught me basically what I needed to know to play, you know, linebacker at the college level. And then once you get to that next level, you know, playing in college, now you're learning, you know, now you're now it's your job basically yeah. when you're in college in the U.S. and you're you're learning so much more that you you know you thought you knew everything when you were in high school, but now you're learning you know all the the minute details yeah, of the game and and when you're able to to learn all those things that that just you know takes your game to the yeah. to the next level and it's not only with you know football iq like i had said it's you know in the weight room when you mm-hmm. have a a good strength conditioning um coach that trains you like an athlete yeah. and not like a bodybuilder yeah you know I mean? I know. because a lot of times guys yeah. will you know, a lot of guys will be in the gym and, they, you know, they'll, they'll do what they need to do to get bigger. But are they really doing what they need to do to become more athletic? Yeah. You know, it's not always about, you know, how you look. A lot of guys, you know, it's, you know, will, will look really good, yeah. you know, aesthetically. Yeah. But then they're they're not that athletic. Whereas, you know, there's also guys who don't look that great, but they are tremendous athletes. Yeah. And that's that's what you would rather have. And so there is a difference in training. So I'd say for for your to continue to grow mm-hmm. i think that they need to continue to invest in, in good coaching yeah um because the athletes the athletes are there yeah um and from from there they just need the the right people Nurturing, to yeah, mentor them yeah. and and the right people to um show them the correct programs to you know mm-hmm. build their athleticism yeah. and the correct programs to to learn the game inside out mm-hmm. you know no i understand it's thank you thank you for your point it's it's because with coaching is there when when you go up level to level to level to level and uh, as you've touched on it with it being a different environment how quickly do you have to be to adjust to it because obviously you've got you're at div, a div two college and you've you you're basically scratching the surface with the nfl like you're, you're pretty much an nfl standard how do you how does that sort of work in the game? Does it slow down? Has, did it, does it slow down for you as the levels get higher and higher? Or what is it that sort of you can see where it all starts to click for you? I think that, um, you know, with recruiting and everything yeah. for, the, for, the, for the, the college scouts, obviously they're looking for guys that already have a good foundation. Mm-hmm. So then when you get to that, you know, that college program, obviously as a freshman, you know, you're wide eyed and it's and it's a lot more than what you yeah. had ever been taught, yeah. at, you know, at the high school level. But um, a lot of freshmen are able to also redshirt. So then that gives you another year to kind of adjust to the the speed because obviously things are a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the, the football IQ needs to be there as well. So for the most part, guys will redshirt mm-hmm. myself when I got to college, I wasn't they, they wanted me to play right away. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I had to, I had to really learn fast and it, it, it was stressful and the coaches aren't very nice all the time, you know, but that's where you have to, yeah. you know, throw your ego aside and, and be able to understand, um, take, take a little bit of verbal abuse and just learn from it. Mm-hmm. And okay, I messed up. Now I need to put a little extra time into, you know, studying the playbook and, and then just being coachable. Yeah. That's that's very important whenever you're yeah. playing college or, or at any level, really. Um, you know, if the, when you get into college, they're just much more, um, you know, detailed about what they want you mm-hmm. to do. Whereas in high, in high school, they'll just tell you the drill and you'll just, you the know, they'll just tell you yeah, to go yeah, at yeah. it. And I understand. Exactly. But in college, they're, they're really trying to uh, eliminate wasted movements. Yeah. They're very um, strict on, you know, taking a – 
a three inch read step and getting directly into your pass drop after making your read or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And you'll, you'll learn new things, you know, for example, playing linebacker um, in college, one of the things that stands out to me is some, you know, they would teach us with our read drop or our zone read drops that if the quarterback doesn't move, we wouldn't move. Um, and that's something that you wouldn't know unless, you know, yeah. you had the coaches to, to tell you that. Whereas in, in high school, if I, if I saw the lot, you know, the offensive lineman have a high hat, for a pass read, I would just drop right away. Whereas now I'm in college, they're saying, okay, offense, offensive line stands up, high hat, it's a pass read, but the quarterback's not moving, you don't move, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's just something that's just a little bit different. Yeah, you know, they just look more into details yeah. and it's just a little bit, um, but it helps you because then you learn how to be patient yeah. in some cases, whereas, yeah. you know, you want to be patient here. And then in other cases, you really want to trigger mm -hmm. and, and in college with a, or with a good program mm -hmm. or a good coaching staff, that's where they'll really give you those details on when to be patient and when to, yeah. um, you know, pull the trigger and with enough time. And when you're really coachable and buy in, yeah. um, that's when you can really be the best player that you can be. I think. Yeah. I've got a question for you. Have you ever saw or played rugby? Uh, I, I am definitely intrigued by the game. <laughs> I've watched it a little bit. Yeah. But I have not played it. Okay. I, I mean, maybe I would like to. I yeah. just need to continue. That's you really have to know how to tackle when you play rugby. And that's actually something that they've been utilizing in the, you know, in college yeah. and everything is teaching the, the rugby tackle, yeah. you know, to take your head out of the tackle yeah. and it's better form. Um, yeah. So, no, I definitely have a ton of respect for it. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting because uh, I'm asking because obviously you, the, the tackling style was it is that something that's like in America a lot more than we know about? Obviously, teaching a rugby tackle, um, and then obviously like as I'm just hearing you're looking in how you're how you speak about sorry start again how you say about zone redrop and how you're looking about when to trigger a play and so forth. In, if you was to play rugby, you've, most of the time it comes to two defences. Drift defence, so it's obviously like slow play and toss play or outside zones. And then blitz defence would be like inside zone. And I think that right. it, with, with rugby, it's a lot different in compared to football in terms of you don't have to block. Someone's not blocking you. So it's very much like hit the gap. And it's it's I'm very it's very I'm just interesting to ask for you, like why I ask for your perspective is because you you see it develop in American football because you've been playing it for so long and in rugby it you'd see natural flow just from playing linebacker if that makes sense like when the ball hits the middle you know it's going to be a few phases out wide and you know it's just match your man up and you'd hit the gap and it's the and another touching point on it is the in rugby, you're seeing a lot more guys uh, being like a three-point stance near the ball, and it's just okay. it's just. I, I I seen the, there was a guy a few years ago. He played. He come to Europe and he tried rugby, and he was a better rugby player. Than he was an American football player. Not that he wasn't a bad American football player, but I think it's just how your fast switch muscles you gain in American football, and that when you get that break to hit the hit the gap straight away it's like you if we could take all of the americans that were playing american football and put them into a rugby team i don't think anyone would understand how good america could be right uh but that's just something i just wanted to touch on because it's just how you talk about uh playing linebacker 
Yeah, I think with with rugby, um, you know, those guys are incredible athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, you know, you got to be tough to play American football, obviously, Mm -hmm. but you have all the pads on. Whereas rugby, you know, you're playing um, a a very physical sport with with no pads. Um, So recently in the past, you know, five years or so, maybe maybe more, um, five or six, maybe seven years, they've been teaching rugby tackling um, and they call it hawk tackling. And that's um, something that they've, you know, a lot of college programs have kind of bought into. I think Pete Carroll utilized it, was one of the first coaches to utilize it with um, the Seahawks and – um yeah from there the it became, yeah he uh yeah he had, exactly he had connections with the university of birmingham they speak he was speaking to them about how to improve tackling technique in the university of birmingham i remember wayne hill being involved he's like a he's a baffer chairman for us but he i know that the we had a big strong connection with seattle in the uk based on the hawk tackle so it's just interesting just to see how far it's gone yeah to yeah exactly because obviously those rugby guys they're they're not wearing any pads, um, mm-hmm. so that you know it's it's tackling in a you know, I guess in a in a safer way, um, yeah. you know, trying to make make the game a little bit safer, which is good, you know, um, you know that those are all things that um should be um continued to be worked on, yeah. you know, moving forward. But mm-hmm. so, with that being said, you know, rugby tackling has been introduced into the game of American football, and yeah. like you had. Uh, referred to I think that there definitely could be a lot of turnover from yeah. American football players going into rugby and also rugby players could also yes. you know do very oh, well absolutely. playing American absolutely. football absolutely um, uh, yeah no it's just, so it's just I, sorry sorry go, cutting you off go ahead go ahead go no, ahead sorry, I was cu- I was cutting you off you was talking I didn't have anything to say yeah I just what I was just saying was I just think that it's you know, it's an incredible sport with rugby, so I definitely think that a lot of those guys could could play some of the more athletic positions in American football. Yeah. Whereas, you know, American football, I think a lot of the skill positions could also transfer into the, into the game of rugby. Um, maybe not so much of the offensive line or defensive line yeah. play could be a little bit um, harder for those guys because yeah. I do know with rugby it's a little bit more of um, being able to run at almost every position, or, is, or yeah. at least that's what it seems like um, yes, from what is. I've yeah, seen. It right. from, you know, yeah. looking yeah. from the or from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think that's really been interesting to to see um, those two games kind of merge in a way, and actually, yeah. American football learn a lot from from rugby. Yeah, no, it's, it's just interesting to get your perspective because obviously you've. Very, you're a very unique person for someone like myself to have a conversation with just about anything involving America and sport and stuff. So, please forgive me if I'm just asking you questions that may seem a bit random. But uh, no, it's no problem. Yeah. Um. So moving moving forward, obviously you've got the year coming up, and obviously the goal is always to win a national championship and just proceed and go forward as it is. What do you think? There's anything that we we do, we do it. We we're doing at the moment that we should do more of, and that's Europe wide. So obviously, we've we're doing well with getting the talent, and we're doing well with coaching, and we're doing well here. But is there anything that we we're doing well that we don't actually know we're doing well at? If that makes sense. Um, I would say just the the love of the game, um, in its purest form, you could say, yeah. um, where you know, there's there's a lot of guys, um who just, like I had said before, they, they play here because 
they truly love the game and they truly love to compete. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, like I said, um, in America, you have every opportunity to be a great football player. You know, you have, you know, programs from when you're a young kid with good coaching and good strength programs all the way up through high school. Um, And, you know, you can continue to do so all the way into college. Um, And there's, there's so many guys in the U S that take that for granted. And, um, you know, where they say, Oh, you know, they, they don't want to play anymore, which, which is totally fine. Obviously, you know, everyone has different interests in life and not everyone is, um, you it's know, still fueled, sport, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. It's still a exactly. Yeah. But where, the, where, where it's, where I, where I think it's um, an advantage here is just that the guys who do want to play here, they really have that, that desire to get better and, they really listen and they're very attentive to, mm-hmm. you know, any advice that as an American coming over, they, they love the advice or anything that I can give them yes. uh, to help them out, which, which, like I said, that's being coachable. And mm-hmm. they also listen to their coaches and what, you know, whatever they need to do to get better, they'll, they'll do that. Um, you know, and I, I think that that's really what is amazing about um, the, you know, the, the guys over here that are, yeah, that are playing in Europe no. and, and just just being in in Innsbruck so far, you know the the team here they have some really really good athletes with a ton of potential. You know, the, mm-hmm. there's a guy who's like 17, a very good frame, and yeah, I mean that that guy for sure. If yeah, he really wanted to, could probably. Frame, yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, and and he could go to America and play if if he really would like to. But from what he told me, is he he likes playing here in, in Innsbruck and he wants to continue to play for the men's team and go to school here. And I just mm-hmm. think that that's really cool, you know, and, but I think yeah. that guys like that should have the opportunity to uh, continue yeah. to grow. Yeah. And they continue yeah. to, um, you know, build their yeah, game. And if, yeah. And if they have the opportunity to, to play in a league, like we had talked about earlier, if there's a European league that, you know, continues to grow, mm-hmm. you know, people like himself would be perfect candidates yeah, for a league like that. Yeah. But it's a big part of it. That's a good part is that, you you're coming out you've come over to Innsbruck and you've seen you can see in a 17 year old kid the talent is there like even just you having that ability to just see see it because obviously how far you've been around and where you've gone and so forth you do have a knack to know when you think someone's got it or if someone hasn't got it but I don't I'm not saying it in that way but you just you, you you know with certain people's energy and aura like you know if they think yeah I think they could go far and stuff I think it go it helps more hearing it from people like yourself because obviously it, I don't want to keep saying it but obviously it's because you're American that you have a your opinion carries a lot of weight and I th- and I think that right. it's, it's it's very nice to hear obviously I'm in the UK that you you that anything you you're seeing in in the sport is beneficial so I I, I just want to say I appreciate everything you're doing for the sport in the in Europe Obviously, I've never, I've, I've only watched film and stuff, but everything you, you're speaking about so much, I appreciate what you're doing for the sport in Europe. Because if people like yourself don't take the chance to cross the pond from the US to Germany, the sport doesn't ever grow. And at the same point as it goes, we wouldn't, if we didn't ever cross the sea, we'd never know America existed, or America wouldn't know that Europe existed. So right, exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think that it's like you said, it's very important for um, those those guys to continue to come over mm-hmm. and play as as import players. And, um, and, and I think that a lot of guys come over and they, they really enjoy, um, doing it. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's something that's, you know, that they'll remember for the rest of their lives, you know, coming over and playing 
and meeting, you know, people from all over the world mm-hmm. and yeah. um, just being able to, to share our knowledge um, yeah. of the game. But like, like I had said before, you know, the game has just grown tremendously to where, um, you know, when I was in Dresden and being here yeah. in Innsbruck, like the coaches and, and everything that they have here are, are really, really good. They're comparable to the coaches that I had in, in college, you know, so, um, so it's, it's really cool to see, you know, these programs continuing to grow. And um, I've seen more and more um, players from Europe who decide to play college football in the U S and I've, you know, I've seen more and more guys who are getting into the NFL pathway program and guys who are getting into the CFL, you know, global combine and things like that. And those guys also help um, make the, you know, help, help the game to grow. Um, You know, yeah, I understand. You know, guys like, guys like Max Zimmerman, who, you know, who I had the privilege of playing with in Finland, who, you know, was a German and lived his whole life in Germany, played, um, through the ranks in Berlin, and now he's you know been playing in, in Canada for the last two seasons. You know, I had the privilege of playing with him because of COVID. You know, mm-hmm. he ended up having to stay in Europe and go to Finland, but now he's going mm-hmm. back to Canada. Yeah, you know, Theodric Hansen, so, another I'll German who's Hansen. been able to go to Canada. Yeah, I'll touch and um, and I think you know guys like um Cadell King. You know, he's yeah. he's getting ready now for his uh Canadian football combine yeah. and. You know, so guys from Europe going to the U.S. also help, you know, and mm-hmm. um, like like Sa- Sandro Platzgumer from yeah. Innsbruck, where I am now. Uh, I got to meet him. He's very down to earth, and he's been with the, the Giants last year, yeah. and he was playing with the, with the practice squad, but he's working on, you know, training this season to make it past that point and hopefully get on the field for next season. And, yeah. you know, guys like him, you know, give guys in Europe somebody to look up to because they, yeah. they say, oh, wow, like, you know, these guys are able to go play mm-hmm. in Canada or, or in the, or for the NFL even. Yeah. So if they can do it, you know, why, you know, why can't I, yeah. you know, and it's, so it's guys like that as well who, mm-hmm. who are definitely helping yeah. grow the game. And mm-hmm. um, as an American, all, all we do is just, you know, help, help those guys maybe learn small details of something that we had learned from, you know, college or maybe mm-hmm. something that we um, do off yeah. the field, like our work ethic, you know, something that they can emulate, but, I think it's almost even more important, um, you know, seeing those those European players go, you know, the other way. And hopefully, like we had talked about, if the EFL continues to grow, yeah. then they'll have somewhere, you know, where they don't have to, you know, go across the pond to do it. Yeah. And something that's maybe a little bit easier to attain to as as to compare, you know, with the guys who go to Canada or play yeah, in the NFL from Europe. It's, it's very, very difficult to do so. It's very difficult as an American to make it in the NFL mm-hmm. or in, in Canada. So, um, yeah, if they, if they continue to grow the league, um, like we had talked about yeah. with the EFL and even, and even the, the national leagues, like if the Austrian league continues to grow and the German league continues to grow and yes. the, the league in England continues to grow in Finland, that yeah. also is good, you know? So I just think that growth is, is good no matter what. And I think that it, it's going to continue to grow. I think that it's um, really been amazing from what I've seen. Um, you know, cause I'm, I'm a student of the game. I love to watch games from the past, anything from, you know, I'll turn on a flip on a European game from 2010 on YouTube. And, yeah. um, it was big back then, but you can tell that the talent is continuing yes. to grow. Yes. Um, and the game continues to evolve and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no. and it's, you know, it's, it's guys like, it's guys like that who are going across the pond and helping the game grow. And also, yeah. you know, Americans who play here and, 
they end up coaching here as well. Like, yeah. for example, here in Innsbruck, we have our offensive coordinator, Kyle. He had played in a few different countries as a quarterback and finished his career here in Innsbruck. And now he's the offensive coordinator. So he's he's still doing what he can to mm-hmm. help the game grow here and teach what, what he knows to the, the players here in yeah. Europe. I understand. No, thank you very much. Thank you very much for this conversation. I uh, do appreciate all of your words you've put. I've wrote so many notes and stuff. I just want to reach out again, obviously. Thank you for taking the time to answer the phone call. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Um, thank you for coming to Europe, really. And I, I think that it, with yourself, it's like you. This is you, you're the first person that I've seen that it's like that's a football player. That's that's the shape, size. That's what you want. If you want in Europe and you want all around the world, it's like we want more of that everywhere. But that's available everywhere. And I, I just want to say, th- I just want I, once again, just a, I got so much gratitude and appreciation to to you, AJ, for everything you've done. So I can't thank you enough. Well, thank you, and uh, thanks for having me on. And so, it was fun talking. Yeah. And maybe we can do it again. Yeah, I, sure. I always enjoy talking sure. talking ball. And, sure. Yeah, I'll have you on again. We, we can talk about whatever. Um, my background's obviously in sports psychology. So if there, there's certain things that I think with your exercise science, there's a few things that I, that I think we can touch on uh, that, that are very, very good. But I'll obviously I'll have to get in contact with you. But thank you once again. Um, this is Obviously, this is the end of the show. But if you've got any sort of sponsors or any persons of interest that are worth shouting out, i.e. teams and so forth, I will do my best to promote them as high as I can. Okay, yeah. I mean, like I said, I just appreciate being on here, and yeah. I, I think I've already kind of gave everyone yeah, a yeah, shout yeah. out. All the guys that I've sure, played with, sure. um, throughout Europe, those guys know who they are, yeah. and yeah, yeah, um, you know, all the teams that I've played with is, mm-hmm. you know, it's been amazing, and I've, you know, yeah. definitely enjoyed the experience, sure. and I, you know, I look forward to continuing the journey and yeah. continuing to, uh, you know, play at a high level and continuing to, you know, help my teammates and everyone that I come across. You know who's interested in being a better player, helping them, yeah, uh, do so. Okay. So, like I said, thank.